Okay, thank you Zandi for welcoming the invitation to be our first recipient on the Next Chapter podcast. I normally start by introducing myself, but I think it's only apt that you're, because you're the first person to speak to me about the concept of failure and what it really means for just humanity in general. I'd like you to introduce yourselves and let the people know who you are and what do you do? So, uh, thank you so much first and foremost, Balisa, for you know, inviting me to the sessions. Um, I think it is, you know, it's so powerful that we have a lot of people who are creating platforms like these to have engagements and conversation around the things that really matter. But a um, little bit of background from my side. Um, I am a neuro coach and I am a behavior change expert slash advisor. I've spent a, a little over 11 years in the people development and behavior enhancement space. So my background being in psychology um, is, um, and, and, and I decided not to go into the clinical space. I decided to rather focus on behavioral um, psychology and the aspect of how we better understand human behavior and how we understand human behavior to influence how we show up in the world. And um, typically how I look at it is we are all defined by key habits and, and the ways we think and the ways we feel. And that is what I essentially focus on in, in my daily work, um, whether it's corporates, whether it's independently, um, my task is to help people better understand what are the habits that drive the certain behaviors that they you know, demonstrate on a daily basis, but more importantly, how do we get a person to show up better, whether it's in their personal space, whether it's in their professional space, um, but you know, how do we get people to show up better and differently so that they are serving themselves first before everybody else. And I use this premise and I build it on some key psychology principles, some coaching principles, and we integrate the two. And usually I walk people's change journeys with them. So I'm hoping to be able to walk your change journey with you and anybody else who will be joining into these next chapter series. So I'm very much looking forward to it as I'm so excited. Now I have to make peace with it. Um, and I think in my life at the moment, I'm at a place where I really just want to make peace with failure. Yeah. I, you know, you mentioned something so important. Um, and it, it takes me back to a study I actually did and as a black woman. And, and, and this is why it's so important for me to be having these conversations with as many women of color as possible because uh, we are all plagued by the same challenges um, and, and so when you when you talk to me around you know my life is as it is and it's I've had so many aspects of it to deal with um, they're all part of um, this process of me feeling like I am failing forward or I'm failing generally um, it's it, it all comes down to these expectations that uh, society has sanctioned us to almost fulfill. Um, mm. And often we find ourselves not necessarily living up to them, not because we can't, but because of the amounting uh, of pressure that um, an expectation that it comes with, we can't deal at the end of the day. And mm. uh, 
actually did an entire study on it um and i i had linked it to depression so the neuropsychological effects of depression and understanding the superwoman syndrome and the black female right so i had to look at the concept of what is depression how does it affect us differently as black women but why does this concept still exist mm-hmm. and key findings that came out of it was um we a lot of women of color find themselves hot you know heartbroken or stressed or extremely pressured or frustrated because they are feeling like they are failing or they're going to fail because we're trying to fulfill a superwoman role and it oh. is called the superwoman syndrome where you're trying to do all these things that have been put before you as expectations um and without necessarily taking into consideration that you're human first and foremost you're not a superhuman you're human and we're allowed to stumble and fall um as long as we get up and learn um mm. is society has set expectations where the latter the getting up and learning is not entirely socialized as much as the not allowed to stumble and fall you get what i'm saying yeah so, so when i think of the concept of failure and i really want to maybe stay on the the relationship that exists between what we understand as feeling like i'm failing across different dimensions and it could be i feel like i'm failing as a mom i feel like i'm failing as a sibling as a child i feel like i'm failing financially you know the biggest failure that most women of color struggle with is i feel like i'm failing my health i i my weight is is really bad i don't have my health in check you know i feel like i'm failing as a partner i feel like i'm failing professionally we all deal with different failures but yeah. those failures sit within the ambient of trying to fulfill our role as superwoman and and trying to fulfill our role as superwoman without falling prey to the syndrome because the syndrome is the problem the syndrome where you now um try to not fail at the expense of your own sanity and self and that is a very important thing to be able to recognize because um if i am going to try and do everything in my power to not fail it means that i am not allowing myself to be human and i am not giving myself an opportunity to experience all that comes with being human now if we think of why failure becomes such a topic that many of us struggle to deal with is because it's it, it it's almost fear mongering it's a fear driven oh. um you know pandemic i'd even call it and yeah. now ever because of this changing circumstances our limits our, our resources have become limited and yes. you know, and and we're, most of us honest to god are running on empty mm. and this is hypothetically thinking this out the data always tells me the truth it's always in the numbers and i only needed to do that study and i think i ran the study about now almost 3 years ago mm. and i was very shocked and moved at the same time by the number of women who felt compelled to to do everything in their power not to fail um 
whilst jeopardizing their very humanness, their men, their sanity, their 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 love for self. So we we end up putting ourselves against um, the wall, putting our own backs against the wall, because we're so afraid of failing. Mm. Then my my, my 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 question then becomes: But why are we so afraid of failing? What is it about failure that we were not socialized properly around? Yeah, because it's I always say generations and generations um, are produced through learning, through socialization. So, what is it about how we've been socialized? from generation to the next that puts us in this particular space where we are terrified of failure and and it's okay because you know failure is demoralizing and it can be an upsetting expense and you know expense at of of, of you know experience and and, and it can be an upsetting and an, an expense for us on an emotionally taxing um in an emotionally taxing way but um the reality that we always fail to understand is we actually do not have control of how things are going to happen. Yeah. To an extent, the only thing we have control over is how we respond to those things happening. So if we understand that fundamental rule of what sits within and outside of our locus of control, why do we still battle with failure so much? Especially when it's failure around the things that literally we could not control. And 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 that for me is the the biggest challenge with understanding and dealing wow. with failure. Um, and as I said, across different elements, irrespective of what type of failure you're referring to. So, you know, unless we learn to respond to failures in a in a psychologically adaptive way, they become paralyzing, mm. and they limit the likelihood of our success going forward. So when you mention, I'm, I feel like I'm failing forward. My argument is, you know, the only reason why you're feeling like you're failing forward is because you've allowed you've you've allowed the failure to limit your success going forward. The life is going for It's almost become a, a a barrier. And remember, everything we do is habitual. Who we are is a is a it's a construction or is a consolidation of habits. So, my argument is, if if you've failed at something before, check your habit, check yourself, because um, in the absence of checking yourself, you're most likely to repeat that particular habit which might lead you down that same road of failure but it also comes down to how you perceive failure um, yeah. and if you're unprepared to perceive failure as a stepping stone or a learning opportunity the likelihood is that it is going to be to our own demise and, wow. and that has a lot to do but it's, it's the reality in fact the reason why I got into the work I got into is because we are wired neuropsychologically wired in the simplest way we, we we operate on a typical fear fight or flee response mechanism 
and, and that's that's our human nature right that's human nature to survive but yeah where we the, the biggest disconnect comes in you know when we think of of failure and the type of response it triggers right it can either trigger fear it can either trigger mm. or it can either trigger flight but what but i but one of the things to sorry to interject no, one of, course, of the of things that the one of the things that i wanted to actually say was that i i when you mention it's either we fear uh fear um and what other two fear flight and fight or uh, fight or fight yes. yeah i think one of the things that i go into especially when i look at my past patterns and habits was that as a creative we're taught that we need to kind of go into a um fight mode so you fight it out until you get to the result right there's right. never really there's never really like a fear barrier that we feel or well personally for me i think it became like you need to fight girl you know you need to you know we always amp each other up as women and 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 also like amongst each other you need to fight for it you need to fight you need to do this you need to make sure that you're resilient and you can stand yes. strong and etc etc and what's so what's so important that you point out is that these are things that we that we have been indoctrinated to feel and it just occurred to me that it is fundamentally about the fact that we are we are always so socialized to think in a certain pattern in a certain way absolutely you know you're so right we we are we have been socialized consistently from the minute we're born and the minute we start uh speaking or the minute we start learning language or learning how to engage with other people our socialization starts taking place mm. and much of that socialization is going to be built on um our surroundings who we are exposed to now you being in your field might have been told or socialized to fight in the presence of failure mm. some else may not have had that same experience or those same that same socialization and failure from a point of well if something looks like you're going to fail at it don't do it you get what i'm saying and and already we start tapping into the different types of responses but the i, I always say um life alters life alters who we are continuously because mm. of different types of changes that we experience now what might work for you today Yes. <laughs> I can tell you will know this for free. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? Because because our changes are so different. And yeah. um I always say to people and, and and maybe it comes down to just my my general belief no same experience will re- create the same reaction from me. Mm. And if it does, it means I'm not learning. So so I'm always cognizant and that's probably why these conversations are important because there's a there's a level of self-awareness that is absolutely important but equally priceless. And if we get it right, we we start understanding that a no same experience 
should you know create the same reaction from me because yeah. i'm not adapting to my changing situation yeah and that then also shapes how we then start to view failure the more we grow the more we experience things differently but if we really need to think about the most important thing to do you know once we fail because remember we can be fearful of failure and try by all means to prevent it but we still fail right so so the question yeah. then becomes, okay I, i tried to do everything in my power i fought and fought and i still failed what now you know and i think that's probably where a lot of people get stuck because we are planners you know because we yeah. also from previous experience a lot of people might say um you know i failed in this thing before and i'm just going to do this this and this so that i don't fail again and then they fail yeah. and they get more demoralized and so you end up sitting there going you know this is just not for me and i and i know a lot of people struggle with that and that's that's why i stayed so busy during the covid pandemic period because people just kept saying i've tried i've tried yeah. <laughs> i feel like i'm 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 hitting my head against a wall i i'm oh, failing it's not working and i always say to them well what are you thinking about what are you feeling about and what are you doing about how the failure impacts you let to ask you as a as somebody who's gone through intimate partner sexual assault then how do you deal with those questions in your in your mind and deal with it in your life so the first thing about like i said you know for someone who's gone through uh, something as traumatizing as a, a, you know a, a, an assault from someone whom you trusted um is you need to obviously you know try and look at the situation as painful as an experience it may be um from the point of what do i take away from this constructively mm. and make the lesson a useful one so you know the first thing that usually comes up is uh the challenge with failure and i'm going to speak about failure in the general sense and then tie it back to someone who's gone through uh sexual assault or you know something as traumatizing as as a violation from someone they trusted so failure typically makes someone's goal seem far less attainable right if we have to think about it in the context of a relationship that's been broken or trust that's been broken a person dealing struggling with feeling like they failed themselves is someone who usually t- takes on that accountability of what happened to them and you know when you mentioned when you have a, a society that is really you know not really geared to support women who are exposed to gender based violence and say unuyakai that's a problem because it it almost layers on thick that guilt that you as someone who's experienced that whole trauma is already feeling right to so you're questioning that internally and what you then start questioning as you're questioning your actions is you know well will i then ever have a trusting relationship again mm. as that when we start talking about how failure impacts that kind of experience or the post effect of that experience we start questioning whether or not you the goals of an aspiring and healthy relationship are ever attainable 
you start questioning whether or not you yourself as a woman you know um are worthy because that's what failure also does it distorts the perception of our abilities am i able to navigate am i able to hold my head up high again am i able to trust again that's a huge thing because with 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 a violation or an experience of violation the first thing that is broken is trust the second that is dis- the second thing that is distorted is self perception and failure has a huge ability of distorting the perception of your own abilities so you know you know the thing about how you move on from that particular point is to recognize that you know when we talk about distortion it's about saying you know the goals that you had for yourself whether it's in a relationship going forward or for yourself as for, for yourself as an individual um you know you need to understand that whatever you went through and whatever you may have wanted for yourself what you may have wanted for yourself is still very much attainable even before your experience it's just as attainable as it was before your experience um the perception that has changed and that's where people struggle because we take perceptions especially external perceptions that we make them our own mm. and i remember t- um having a session with you know a very powerful woman um yeah. and she said to me you know Zandi I'm struggling in 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 my power in my position at work in my position in my community and this and this you know I'm still grappling you know to deal with just this concept of what's happened to me in my past and whether or not it's going to trip me up mm. right and and, and 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 my argument to her was well outside of this experience was is your goal or is the vision you have of yourself a real vision she goes yes it is it is it is 100% real and and then i say to her then then it's not the goal that has changed it's just the perception behind it mm. it's not that you can't be who you wanted to be because of this experience yes maybe someone did violate you but does that mean you aren't alisa at the end of the day mm. to have the same goals and dreams no it just means that particular situation has distorted your perception of the goals and the dreams mm. so the choice that we have is you can choose to ignore the new perception which you really should do you know because the minute you choose to ignore that new perception you have this experience means now i will not become the woman i've set myself to be if you choose to ignore that particular perception it means that you are changing how you view your goals in relation to how you get there mm. because this is very important um yeah. a lot of people um get trapped by their past experiences and i always say um don't let the experience trip you up it might just it might just be that it it it's a slight stumbling block but it shouldn't actually divert you on your way to where you were going right and and if you've gone through something as traumatizing as an assault um you really need to probably 
ignore that new perception that assault has created because with that assault comes this i'm i'm less human i i feel very vulnerable or i shouldn't have been there i'm all i'm laden with guilt or you know i don't trust that's you know that's fair because these are all the things these are all the emotions you're going through but what drives emotion thoughts the way we think and perceive drives how we feel and if you choose and that's why i always say regardless of the situation you've been through choice is always the one thing we have at our disposal and if we are unable to make the right decision we find ourselves in the same loop that we got into post the, the, the experience or the traumatizing experience and the first thing we need to do is we need to choose to ignore the new perception because you know it it shouldn't actually determine whether or not you're still going to accomplish that goal of being whatever you want it to be but the second thing about it is um you know when we think of as much as it makes you know your goal seem further out of reach this concept of failure um failure also distorts your perceptions of your actual abilities so not only should you be changing um how you think of your goal right how you think of getting to your goal to say okay maybe this path i had set for myself isn't going to work out anymore you need to also start looking at how failure might be impacting the perception you have of of your ability to achieve that particular goal. And when I think of it in a context of a GBV type of scenario, um the one thing that a lot of women who have been violated or who have been assaulted or who have experienced abuse is they feel worthless. They feel often very hollow and empty and almost deserving of the negativity that they're experiencing. for whatever reason because that's just the, the trauma the psychological trauma that, that that experience comes with but and and as they start feeling that the, the more they dwell in it the more failing they 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 the more they feel like they're failing the more they feel like i'm never going to get out of this cycle and i'm just going to stay here and the longer you stay in a negative cycle the less you're able to actually use your strength and and understand and know your worth So it really is about understanding that failure does distort the perceptions you have of your abilities. And the less time you focus on your and the less time you focus on the experience and more time spent focusing on what strengths that experience might have left you with, the better the chances of you getting out of it. Right? It's it's always about you know changing the painful experience into a constructive one and using it as an opportunity to learn so th- so th- that is a, a a key and fundamental um you know thing to take away especially when you're dealing with you know the trauma of 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 a violation the third thing is failure makes you feel helpless um and 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 so does a gbv type of scenario so you're now dealing with two of the worst kind of things and it does cause an emotional wound so your mind responds to this wound by trying to get get you to give up so it doesn't get wounded again and that's just the way we have been designed as people our minds are very powerful they they are designed to protect us 
And once you've gone through a traumatizing experience that's left you feeling helpless, failure can cause that emotional wound. And what your mind then does is, you know, it'll consistently work at trying to make sure that you don't get hurt again. And in creeps in this thing of mistrust or, you know, I don't trust myself with other people or I don't trust other men. That's just your mind doing what it does best to try and protect you from that experience happening again. Um, and and it's, 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 it's the best way of getting you to give up is to make you feel way helpless, right? That's, that's just sort of how the mind works. Um, and, and in that it, it, it acts as a defense mechanism. But, you know, by making you feel as if you, there is nothing you can do to succeed, your mind might avoid future failures, you know, right? Uh, but you will be, you know, robbed of success as well. And, 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 and that is why you, you, you should never always just listen to your feelings. And that's what I say, we feel and we are, we're plagued with all these emotions, but um, if we just ride on those emotions, we find us, we, we, we drive ourselves into a corner. But, and, and because, you know, that's just the way we've been wired. But it always does come back down to allowing your thoughts to precede how you feel. Um, I say, you know, as your mind protects you and sets up these barriers to prevent you from getting wounded, um, indirectly you end up feeling as if there's nothing that you can do to succeed. And by virtue, your mind then starts doing things to try and prevent that failure from happening again. But what it inadvertently does is it also has the potential to rob you of your success. And that's why I say, don't always listen to your feelings. Um, you know, cause you know, but that is not the only way your mind can work against you. Right. But it's important that, you know, as much as you've gone through that particular experience, whatever it is, feel yes, but try by all means to step out of being consumed in the emotions and start to apply rational thinking. It's very important. To <laughs> think, yeah. think through how you feel. And a lot of people are like, what the heck does that mean? I always say, think about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Not, if you're a feeling person, try and apply some thinking. Think about how you feel. Because this applies, this applies so much to how creatives relate to their own feelings, right? And right. We, the left brain versus the right brain, and we have one brain, honey. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one brain. It all works. We've got together. one brain. <laughs> it, ha- it it all works together. The one can yeah. be bent over another, and I have yeah. a one. I say you get two types of people and it does come back down to the creatives, right? You've got Mm. thinkers. If I'm dealing and I'm sitting in a session and I'm having a session with someone and a lot of the word use is, you know, I feel this, I feel that, that makes me feel, I then quickly pick up, this is a feeling person. Mm. Often I try and challenge them to think about how they feel. Then I'll find people that are thinkers. And usually when I engage them, the conversation usually is structured around thought-based words. So I think this, I think that. Yes. When dealing with them, I say, because you're such a thinker, try and feel what you're thinking. 
Mm. Because that's the only way we work through trauma. Mm. So creators and and and, and, and I've, I've I've had many encounters with creators on a personal level where they go, you know, I'm a creator, so if I'm if I'm feeling great, I'm going to produce. And yeah. sometimes that can be to your own demise if that's all you're riding on. Yeah, that's sometimes. all you're riding on. Wow. Right. <laughs> sometimes, you know, you're you you I don't even like to call it who you are. I just call it a habit. It doesn't serve yes. you. It may serve you to get you where you are, but it does mm. not serve you purposefully to get you where you need to be. And mm. it's important to be able to get to a point and say to yourself, I feel so betrayed. Mm. What does this feeling really mean to me? Have I thought about how it affects me? And if I haven't thought about what feeling betrayed means to me, then I'm not going to move on from it, quite frankly speaking. Wow, Sandy, I have able no to words. do that. <laughs> right, but it's it's the reality. You've you've got to learn to think about how you feel about your situation. Because if you just spend time feeling it, you end up drowning it. Mm. I really want to thank you for just taking the time and and just being you know here for us and really just really being here for me because this first Absolutely. episode um, this first episode really resonated with a lot of the conversations I've had with creatives as well but yeah. where can people find you everywhere I'm out in these streets I'm out on the streets i'm out the streets um uh, my handle is underscore um it's zandimate um i'm on instagram um and it's just zandimate you can search me i'm there i am on facebook professional so um again say my name zandimate i've tried to keep it as simple as possible simple as possible yeah and i do have an email address um it's z-a-n-d-i my name at Zandimate, Z-A-N-D-I-M-A-T-H-E, that's my surname, one word, mm-hmm. dot life. So I have mm. life, I breathe and I have life. Um, so that is my email address. And I'm also on um, podcasts, so Apple Podcasts um, and Spotify and stuff, if, if people are looking to listen. And I'm on LinkedIn. So I think a, a really great place is to find all of the work that I do is on LinkedIn. Again, mm. Mate. And on my page, I have a lot of pins on the different conversations I've had and different podcasts I've featured on, uh, conversations with Aldrin on Power FM, conversations with Cindy Paluta from 702. So I sort of consolidated all the work that I've done on that particular page on my LinkedIn. Uh, but there's links to every other of my pages. So I'm out in these streets. You're out in these streets. I love that. I love that. Oh, 
I can't wait until I fully immerse myself in a session or two with you again. Absolutely. I think And this I'm... was a wonderful start of a fruitful relationship where I delve deeper because I think this is just yeah. touching the surface. This is um, just yeah. But um thank you so much and I wish you all of the best in the next couple of months next year and for the future. Thank you so much. And thank you to you and look like I said I think what you're doing is remarkable I think a platform like this to have the right and necessary conversations is critical so kudos to you for you know stepping forward in your vulnerability and allowing mm. it to listen for other people to learn because not everyone is that courageous so thank, thank you, you you and good luck on everything and I'm here and whenever we need this conversation to grow uh let us make it grow yes definitely i absolutely will definitely, definitely um take you up on that offer and also just for everyone who's going to be listening they should really contact you just to work through the journey of life and also if anybody's interested in talking about change and also just how it can make your life even better as a creative as an artist i really encourage everyone to do that thank you so much sandy um, thank you so and much i'll catch you again i don't know in on social media streets and also in just consulting streets. with you <laughs> absolutely thank you so very much for having me i really all appreciate right it. then take care all right bye bye